1: What's going on, everybody? An emergency no huddle show, man. This team, man. I always, I always say it to you, Matt, and you say it, and all the fans say it. You just never know what to expect. Here we are, Tuesday afternoon. The trade deadline's in four hours, but the Eagles have already made a huge blockbuster move, acquiring Miami Dolphins running back Jay Ajayi from the Dolphins for a 2018 fourth-round pick. Matt, I'm ready just to talk about this. We'll we'll record another pod on Wednesday. We're going to not do the hot take one today on Tuesday. But that being said, I'm ready to spew hot takes because I got a ton of opinions on this. And then on Wednesday, we'll do one with Joe where we, you know, break it down a little more in depth. And we want your reader comments as well. So, Matt, I'm like ready to go. So I'll let you go first and just, just you know, what what are your initial thoughts on this trade? When you first saw it, what your what was your initial right off the bat reaction?
0: My initial right-off-the-bat reaction, Elliot, is three things happened this morning. Number one, Howie Roseman completely shifted the balance of power further in the Eagles' favor, both in the NFC and the NFC East. You look at the news last night that Ezekiel Elliott's suspension might be back on, probably back on as soon as Sunday. That means Zeke is out for six weeks, which means the Cowboys are reeling, which means the Cowboys could go shopping for a running back. But Howie Roseman beats them to the punch, bolsters his own backfield with Jay Ajayi, who vaults to the top of the running back backfield for the Eagles, bolsters the offense. Number two, this solidifies the Eagles' Position as the team to beat in the NFC. They are now, bar none, the Super Bowl favorites because of this move and what Jaya brings to the team. And number three, let's start etching in the trophy for Executive of the Year and put Howie <laughs> Roseman's name on it because you get Ajayi for a fourth-round pick, which means running back is no longer a top priority in the draft come April. You lose out on a fourth-rounder, but I think we'd all agree that the value in bringing in a 23-year-old running back with his pedigree is better than you're going to get in the fourth-round. At that position or somewhere else, and you have to look at the big picture. In training, can't be traded. A third-round pick for Ronald Darby. He now traded a fourth-round pick for Jay Ajayi. So the Eagles are now Super Bowl favorites, and Howie Roseman a favorite to win Executive of the Year.
1: Man, that was some heat. You were ready with that with the Howie. Damn thing. right. <laughs> I, all right. So all right. So I have my initial reaction. Like my first tweet on the on the trade was outstanding move, and I think I, and you know in the half hour, 45 minutes since I've had time to think about it, I still think it's a good move. Um, Jay, I mean, he, he walks on this roster and he's the best running back by far. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt has been, has been good, but I, and I've, I've said this in multiple podcasts, even though the Eagles are fourth in in running yards, I think this team still has some issues running the ball and you've seen it in big spots. You saw it against the Panthers. They were unable to put the game away in the fourth quarter with running the ball Um, against the Redskins. They didn't do a great job late, you know, killing clock and, even though they've had success, if you look at their total yards running the ball, they're fourth. But a lot of those yards came against a bad Giants team and a bad Chargers defense and then a really bad Cardinals team. So I still had some concerns that when it came to running the ball, they wouldn't be able to do it. And another concern I've had is that their running backs are all one-dimensional. Like Blunt can't catch the ball. Uh, Corey Clement kind of, two kind of can do both. But I didn't think they had a running back where if you're game-planning for the Eagles, you're not game planning for Blunt, you're not game planning for Smallwood, you're not game planning for Clement, you're game planning for their running running attack, but you're not worried about those specific running backs. With with the Jaya, I think they have that. They have a guy that teams are gonna be worried about. It. I mean last year he tops, three, he tops 200 yards in three different games. Yep. So clearly he's got big playability. Clearly he has the ability to dominate a game. I don't think any of the Eagles running backs had that ability. So He had
0: over 1,200 yards last year. That's number one. And I think you look at number two. You walk into this situation. It remains a bit of a backfield by committee. But, Elliot, I think you're right. Jay vaults to the top of the, the depth chart. But I wrote the winners and, and losers piece on the site. You can go check it out. I think that... LeGarrette Blunt is actually a, a sneaky winner in this because he already has 100 carries on the year after 300 last year. Go look at his track record in December and through the playoffs. His production cratered. he looked like a tired running back, and we saw at the beginning of the year during training camp how slow to the hole that he looked. You're bringing Ajayi in here who doesn't have to come off the field in passing downs. You don't have to worry about force-feeding the ball in the passing game to LeGarrette Blunt. You keep him fresher. You can use Blount... Is that battering ram late in games when defenses are tired, when you're trying to salt out a victory? And, oh, by the way, Ajayi is probably your feature back next year. So I really don't have any qualms about this move. And I think that it gives you a dual threat running back and it keeps Blunt fresh and effective late, which is huge for them.
1: So here's my thing on that and I you said dual threat and that was my initial thought as well um this is a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield I mean last year he had I think 27 catches but it was only on 34 targets so I I I do think he's capable of catching the ball out of the backfield but here's a here's my 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 two concerns with that I have with well I guess three concerns I have with the move first I like it let me just start with that I'm not gonna say they shouldn't have traded the draft pick for him because eagles need to invest in this year not worry about 2018 nfl draft they have three fourth round picks one of your fourth round picks last year was donnell pumphrey so i mean you don't know what you're even going to get with those picks so i have no issue at all at making the move i think it was a good move i think they should have done it but when we just talk about about as as a player the two concerns i have are this and omar kelly from the sun sentinel a reporter i really respect wrote this about the trade he said Adam Gay said his best tailbacks need to stop trying to quote hit home runs and take the yards that are blocked for. That seemed to be a criticism of Jaya, who was also struggling as a pass catcher and a pass protector this season. So when I read that, a guy that knows more about him, Jaya, than I do, and is you know was there, the fact that a the Dolphins reporters aren't that surprised or aren't that aren't kind of saying, well, why'd they trade him? Like, what well, what's this about? And the fact that the Dolphins did it, I think, is a bit of a concern. And then you look at those two criticisms specifically. I'm not worried about the home run thing. I mean, I think the Eagles need a home run hitter. They have. I also one. think the
0: Eagles' run blocking offensive line is better than the Dolphins' run blocking offensive Agreed. line, particularly on the right side behind Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson, where I think you're going to see them funnel a lot of those running planes with the Jai.
1: Yeah, and look, I, I the home running, the home run, uh, the hitting home run thing doesn't bother me. The criticism of taking yards when they're there, that doesn't bother me. The only two issues I have with that is that he criticized the J A specifically as a pass catcher and a pass protector, and those are two areas that I think the Eagles needed the most help in at running back. So, look, I think i J a J I'm gonna have to learn how to pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think A can do it. I think he can. Uh, you know, be a pass catcher. But the fact that he specifically mentioned pass protection, that's something that we all agreed. None of the Eagles running backs were doing well. And with the loss of Jason Peters, one of the reasons people speculated names like Frank Gore from the Colts was because he is an excellent yep. pass protector. So look, I, I wrote this and how he did his job, how he brought in a talented player for what I think is good value. So I don't know if I'm going to say how he's the executive year, but I agree how he did his job. Now it's up to Doug and a running back coach Deuce Staley on two fronts. One, it's up to Deuce Staley to, to correct those parts of, of his game and to make sure he improves as a pass protector and as a pass catcher. Then it's going to be up to Doug to make sure that this locker room, that's seven and one, that has a running back committee that had the, has the fourth most yards in the NFL, even though I think that's flawed, there's still a running back committee that can point to that, is going to be okay with that because the Dolphins and NFL teams don't just trade away talented players for late round picks just to do it. Clearly they felt there were issues with him. Now, maybe this this is
0: more, I mean, I know it's semantics, but it's kind of, it's a mid round pick. A fourth round pick is a middle round pick. And and let me just address the thing about the pass protection. I don't know that he's going to necessarily get better in pass pro, but I think what this gives you is teams were pinning their ears back, specifically the 49ers. We talked during the game, they brought pressure up the middle. They brought pressure off both edges. They overwhelmed ViTai. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that they didn't respect LeGarrette blunt as a pass catcher. They didn't Agreed. expect it uh, didn't respect Carson Wentz's ability to make quick throws because they didn't have anybody that he could make those quick dump off passes to and they weren't running a lot of short slants. You bring in a Jaya who had 30 catches a year ago. He, he's proven that he can catch passes out of the backfield. That mitigates some of that. Now you have to actually dedicate a linebacker instead of bringing him uh, up the the A gap bringing pressure or off the edge. Now you're going to have to dedicate mm-hmm. a linebacker to tracking a job In the passing game, and I think
1: that indirectly helps in pass protection. Agreed. No, I I agree. I'm just saying those those are the only concerns I have. I mean, no 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 trade. uh, I mean, unless you're moving up to get Carson Wentz, is a complete slam dunk with with no downside. I mean, I just think those are my my initial my initial concerns about it. But look, I mean, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head. This is going to impact opposing defenses, and we talked a lot about it in training camp. And the Eagles clearly knew it was an issue. That this team tried to adjust the running back position this past offseason and couldn't do it. I mean, they tried to get a better running back in the draft. Um I'm sure they were in on other free agents other than Garrett Blunt. They knew that they needed a young running back and you know, for all of the potential holes that Ajaya has in his game, this guy is only midway through his third year. He's making yeah. $700,000. He's under contract for next year. I mean, if he was in the draft, he he would have gone before the Eagles 4th round pick. I mean, this is a guy with a ton of upside. You look around the NFL at all the good young running backs and then it was and then you look at what the Eagles had I mean now assuming Le- LeGarrette blunt has gone next year but but we don't even have to talk about next year actually just this year they have an yep. extremely talented group Of running backs, which they, which I don't think you could have said they had at the beginning of the season. And I
0: don't think that you can dispatch the notion that this is a one up on the Dallas Cowboys because they lost Ezekiel Elliott, or they're going to lose Ezekiel Elliott for six games. And after they beat the Redskins, they were legitimately the Eagles only speed bump to an NFC East title. In my opinion, you already have the two head to head wins over the Redskins. You haven't played the Cowboys yet. And if they're going shopping for running backs to replace Zeke, You took one off the table here. So you won up the Cowboys. You beat them to the punch. You solidified your own offense. And again, you can talk about the potential knee concerns. You can talk about the potential worries of him not being Frank Gore in the passing game. But long-term, Frank Gore likely wasn't going to be here beyond this year either. LeGarrette Blount probably not here beyond this season. This gives you your feature back for 2018, uh, a legitimate weapon in the passing game and the running game in a Super Bowl caliber 2017 season. And it means that you can reevaluate Wendell Smallwood. You can bring along uh, Donnell Pumphrey much slower than maybe you thought you would. Corey right. Clement, you know, maybe this lights a fire under him going into the offseason. But just for this year, you improved yourself. You potentially hurt a division rival. And you you sent a message to that locker room. Elliot, you touched on what message does this send to a 7-1 and one team. They didn't trade away anybody. There's nobody right. in that room that you're going to look around and say, you know, why did they trade that guy? Why did they release him. He's out here every day busting his ass for us. That, that didn't happen. They showed, and Howie Roseman sent a signal to that locker room that they are all in on winning now, and that's huge. That is a huge message to send to your players who are 7-1. and one.
1: No, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, I, I said that maybe my opinion on it has changed a little bit since the initial reaction to the move, but I still think that when I first saw the trade, one, I was stunned that the Dolphins were willing to move to move Ajayi, and two, I was stunned it all took, was a fourth-round pick. So, I mean, and the, the Eagles had essentially 52 roster—52 52 players on the roster because they have not yet put yep. Jordan Hicks on IR. So, as you mentioned, you don't have to get rid of anybody. As of now, they'll have five running backs on the roster— um we're recording this it's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday they might not be done I mean when we when we record our podcast with Joe on Wednesday we could be talking about another move but those are I mean those are my main takeaways one I think it's a move with a ton of upside I think it kind of hits all the things how he looks for when he's trying to make a trade which is not giving up a ton of value betting on a young player that can help you now but can also potentially help you for the future it's kind of similar to the Ronald Darby move if yep. you think about it um but three like Like you said, this signals it. The Eagles think they can win the Super Bowl this year. So the final question I'll ask before we wrap up this instant take is, how does this change expectations? I mean, look, I think we both agree Ajay is a very talented player. We agree that this signals that they should make the Super Bowl, or at least that they think they can. But I think now you look at the Eagles as a team that's a clear favorite in the NFC. And I'm not saying they have to make the Super Bowl for this to be a successful year. But I think you add a player like Ajayi, you send that message that you think you can win it, I think at this point, the Eagles should be expected to finish with a top two record in the NFC and probably win that first playoff game. And that's probably not what I wouldn't have said. I probably wouldn't have said that prior to this move.
0: Yeah, you you, you didn't say it two weeks ago. And I I said that anything short of a first round buy would be a disappointment. This, This underscores that when you fill a need, both short and long term like this, and you give up minimal value the expectations, if they aren't raised, they're solidified. And I think that the biggest thing you can say, Elliot, is they are solidified as the team to beat both in the division and the conference. They're better positioned to do it now. And I think that if they don't, we're going to have to do a a real dissection after the season and see what happened from seven and one to whatever point caused them not to be a top two seed. I can't go so far as to say that this makes them a favorite in the postseason over the saints. So this means that they could go to Seattle or go to the Rams in an NFC championship game and win that game. I don't know that I'm ready to take that leap quite yet, but just as far as what happens over the final eight games of the regular season, they have established themselves as the
1: team to beat by making this trade. Agreed, so I mean, my head's still spinning a little bit from there. so I look forward to doing the podcast on Wednesday. We're gonna do me, you and Joe. we're gonna we, we want your guys' takes. We want to answer your questions about it. Um, tweet us as you all guys always do um using the hashtag hashtag the no huddle show or email us. We have a new shorter email address now, the no huddle show at nj dot com so, email us your opinion on that you think it's a good move i'm assuming most of you will do you think some of the risks we brought up are f- fair and what do you think the expectations are um so email email us and tweet us those and then we will have a new podcast for you tomorrow wednesday with me matt and joe and hopefully uh another podcast coming up soon we're gonna try to talk to some dolphins guys about uh about ajay and what he brings to the team so matt thanks for taking time from your what's going to be a very very busy day for both of us to uh, talk about this and I, I will talk to you uh tomorrow See you tomorrow. Gotta love Deadline Day.
0: It's always fun.